Hello, and welcome to the Asia Center podcast. I'm your host, Alexa McGannon, and today I am here with Asia Center's Regional Director, Dr. James Gomez. Be sure to follow Asia Center on all social media platforms and check out our newest platform, TikTok, where we can be found at Asia Center. Asia Center has a new report, Harmony Laws in Southeast Asia, Majority Dominance, Minority Repression, in partnership with the Association of Progressive Communications. Today, Dr. Gomez will be discussing the issues and impacts of Harmony Laws on minority groups in Southeast Asian countries. So Dr. Gomez, why this report and why now? Well, we decided to uh, work on this report and publish it right now as a follow-on to our first report uh, a year ago on hate speech in Southeast Asia. At that time, uh, the report looked at the spike of hate speech uh, following the spread of the COVID-19 virus in the region. But during this period, uh, we were concerned there were a range of new laws um, aimed to create harmony among populations. Uh, that somehow affected the rights of minority communities. Uh, So we decided to put a report together to examine the legal developments in four countries. Uh, They are Malaysia, Myanmar, the Philippines, and Singapore. So what are the key problems with these laws identified in the report? The key issue really is uh, one around how the laws favor the majority community in each of these uh, countries. Uh, This is because when laws are formulated, uh, often the intersectionality between ethnicity and religion is not carefully considered or ignored. So in uh, Malaysia, Malay Muslim is a very important majority variable. Uh, In Myanmar, it's the intersectionality between the Burman population as well as Buddhism. Um, In the Philippines, uh, it's the Catholic faith. While it's not clearly articulated as a special provision in the constitution, but many of the, or several of the laws, such as those that deal with abortion and divorce, draw from the Catholic principles. And last but not least in Singapore, uh, laws are formulated based on multiculturalism and diversity. However, they do not adequately consider the structural advantage or dominance of the uh, large Chinese population and how such policies may impact the minorities in the city-state. So what are the concerns of minority groups in these countries? Well, um, in the way the laws are formulated, uh, often uh, they favor the majority group. So you'll find that the laws, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally uh, maintain the ethno-religious dominance uh, of the groups of those countries. Now, whether this is uh, embedded in law or just political rhetoric of the leaders, uh, this is one concern of the minorities. Secondly, um, uh, rights over uh, conversion between faiths. 
these are oftentimes uh, restricted uh, in the countries uh, and also the right to spread your faith among others. So there are severe restrictions. And once again, uh, these are often skewed, you know, uh, again, you know, either intentionally or unintentionally in the way the laws are formulated and more importantly, how they are implemented. Uh, another issue is around interfaith marriage. Uh, there are uh, situations where uh, the laws, uh, you know, compel uh, uh, strict conversion into the faith of the other uh, before marriage can take place. Uh, uh, and uh, this is also a concern um, uh, for communities. It's often conversion into the majority religion that is sort of required, or there are also situations where um, due processes have to be uh, observed because before any form of uh, interfaith marriage and uh, conversion can or cannot take place. Uh, another concern is the display of racial and religious signifiers. Uh, in some countries, the wearing of the Muslim uh, headscarf is disallowed, uh, especially in certain jobs, especially government sector jobs. Uh, uh, so there has always been a lot of challenge in uh, the use of re religious signifiers uh, or, for example, the display of crosses uh, in churches or buildings in, you know, largely uh, non-Christian community areas. So uh, these are another concern. And last but not least, a very important impact is uh, discussion about the challenges these laws have on the different communities. So. In many of these countries, you know, there are strict laws around, you know, the discussion of race and religion. So these are the main concerns. With all this being said, what is the report's key recommendation for these countries to protect the minority groups? Uh, in this report, the Asia Center makes uh, several key recommendations to the United Nations, to, to the national governments, to faith-based groups, as well as civil society. But if I can sum up into uh, one major uh, you know, recommendation across all stakeholders is really to uh, advocate for the passing of anti-discrimination laws uh, and also independent commissions uh, to oversight laws that disadvantage communities based on ethnicity or religion. In fact, uh, in the passing of anti-discrimination laws and commissions, uh, we would also recommend that the term uh, discrimination uh, goes beyond race and religion, but covers uh, nationalities, uh, sexual identities, and also uh, political affiliations. Okay, those are all the questions I have today. Thank you for joining Asia Center's podcast, Dr. Gomez, and speaking to us about the effects of harmony laws on minority groups in Southeast Asia. Don't forget to add Asia Center on social media and follow up with us if you have any questions regarding this episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Alexa McGannon. Thank you for listening in today. <laughs>